Are you tired of being ripped off for the things you don't know how to do? Are you ready to do more? Be more? Then get ready to reclaim your independence. Reclaim the knowledge that's typically passed down by your father and grandfathers, as it has been done for generations in this great country. Get ready to become a reclaimed American. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Reclaimed American Podcast. So today's show is going to be over hurricane preparedness. Officially, this is show number six. Um, so what do y'all think of when you think hurricane preparedness? In the back of your mind, you go, oh my God, we're all going to die. Or do you think, eh, just another hurricane they come, they go, they don't really screw with us here too much. Which, unfortunately, here in the Houston area, that's kind of been the case for, God, I don't even know how many years. Hurricanes will come, they'll go, sure, some neighborhoods get screwed up. Harvey actually was the biggest thing to hit our area in, God, I can't even remember how long. Totally screwed up everything from a little bit west to... All the way to the Louisiana border. But the the point of this show today is what can you do to prepare, or at least help to prepare for a hurricane or any other kind of natural disaster for that matter? You know, of course, one of the first things that comes to mind is food, because you got to eat, right? So the thing that you've got to think about is how are you going to cook this food? Because let's say you're just landlocked and you can't get out of your neighborhood because all all the streets outside your neighborhood are flooded, but you still have power. Well, in that case, you just have to make sure you've got enough food to wait out the water, which is what happened when Harvey hit the Houston area. We were pretty much landlocked, couldn't really get too far outside our neighborhood. So... We were just surviving off whatever food we had here at the house. Well, we always have a ton of canned food. Um, Because we didn't lose power or anything, we still had everything that was in the refrigerators. And I said refrigerators, plural, because yes, I have two fridges. I keep them fully stocked and I keep the freezers stocked. Plus, I have a small chest freezer that I keep things in. But outside of fresh foods... You also have to have, you know, canned foods. And the one thing that you want to make sure that you do is whatever canned food you have, make sure it's stuff you actually want to eat. We go to Costco a lot. And periodically, they'll have like an awesome deal on like a case of, I don't know, ravioli or, you know, Chef Boyardee style stuff. And a few times we bought some. And then... You know, a time came where, you know, we had our nieces with us or our nephews and we decided, nah, let's break out a can and see how it tastes. And we found that for for me and my wife, it was rather disgusting. We're not much into canned foods. We typically eat fresh only. I mean, we'll still do like canned corn or beans, stuff like that. But as far as like a pre-made quote unquote meal, Chef Boyardee, we find to be completely disgusting so you want to make sure that if you're going with canned foods that you're getting stuff that you want to eat 
maybe even try it out, you know. Like I say, you see a good deal on, again, canned corn, but it's a brand that you've never tried before. Yeah. Get a can, try it. If you like it, go back the next day, buy a buttload. Another thing that people typically have is MREs. And you can get them online. You can get them at you know army surplus stores. The one thing you want to make sure of is that you don't let them get too incredibly old. And they only have about a, I want to say a four to five year shelf life. And um, I had done a small video segment for a while called "What MRE Is This." And I actually had some MREs that were over 10 years old that were leftovers from Hurricane Ike way back in the day. And I tried them out. They weren't that bad. You could tell they were considerably old, but overall, not that bad. But again, you want to make sure that whatever you're getting, one, doesn't go past its shelf life. And on MREs, they have a little date code that you can go in go online and type like how old is my mre and then you can find a page on google where you can put in that code and then it'll tell you oh this was made back on this date it's expired so keep that in mind if you're going with mres they don't last forever now another thing that does last almost forever are freeze-dried foods um I'm sure if you go to the hunting, camping sections of Walmart or whatever your favorite hunting supply store is, you've probably seen the Wise Food Corporation. Um, They make some really good freeze-dried foods. There's also, I think it's Blue Mountain and like a handful of other companies that are out there that also do freeze-dried foods. And they're really good. They can last up to, I think, 25 years. So if you're wanting to have good long-term food storage options, definitely look at freeze-dried foods. You do pay a little bit more for them, but for the most part, it's a complete meal in a bag. You just open it up, add hot, or add hot water, um, or just add water and somehow boil it or whatever. And um, you end up with a, a really good meal. And all you need is water. So definitely dehydrated or freeze-dried foods are an excellent way to go. The only thing is you just have to make sure you've also got an adequate supply of water. Now, when an emergency is looming, like hurricanes coming and you find, oh shit, I've only got a case of water in the house. And all the stores are already, you know, bought out. What am I going to do for water? Well... You have these awesome things in most houses called bathtubs. All you got to do, scrub it out. You might want to bleach it just to be sure. But then fill up your bathtub while the water's still on. And most bathtubs will hold anywhere from 30 to 50 gallons, depending on the size of your bathtub. And there you go. There's a good fresh water supply. Now, unfortunately, sometimes bathtubs, the little stoppers don't work so well and they'll slowly drain out. So you might want to keep an eye on that. Off the top of my head, I don't know who sells these, but I know there are companies where you can buy these bladder bags that you put inside your bathtub, you fill it up, and then it's just a plastic bladder that has a little pump on it. And then you can pump out as much water as you need to, um, 
and it's really cool really cool idea and probably a good thing to have especially if you live in the city so yeah and you know you figure most houses are anywhere from one to three bathrooms so if you did that to all your bathtubs you'd have a you know good what 90 to 150 gallons of water right there so that'd be a good option another thing that you got to think of when storms or some kind of emergency is looming is your vehicles vehicle maintenance is a big deal uh, make sure that you keep your oil changed on a regular basis and um, i'm one of those people that if my gas tank gets to about half full i fill it up that way i've always got at least half to a full tank at any given time which depending on your vehicle will get you anywhere from now let's say 150 to almost 300 miles on a um, half tank like i've got a 92 volvo a half tank will get me about 125 miles but i've got a suburban who has a four that has a 42 gallon tank half a tank will get me about eh, let's say 250 miles so you know you always want to make sure you've got half or better then you also have to start thinking about your house preparations you know are you one of those people that do you board your windows if you do you know you don't want to wait till a day before a storm hits to try to run to home depot or lowe's and buy you know plywood to put over your windows because every other person in the world is going to be out there buying plywood to put over their windows so if you know you're in an area where you want to board your windows you know think of that more on like uh i don't know march or april you know decide hey you know what this year i'm going to replace all the all the lumber that i put over the windows and go ahead and get that prepped beforehand you don't want to wait till the day before a storm to have all your emergency preparations in order you want to have that done way ahead of time you also need to think about your pet safety if you've got a bunch of outside you know animals do you have dogs that you don't let in the house for whatever reason and you keep them in the backyard well you're probably going to want to bring them in the house for for a major storm do you have outside cats for instance um same deal if you can get them to come inside great if not if you can at least put them in the garage you want to keep all your your furry little critters safe during a storm um, I also have vehicles listed in your house preparation because the placement of your vehicles in your driveway can sometimes determine if they're going to get flooded or not. Like at my house, uh, I've got a pretty long driveway, but from the street coming up to about half midpoint on my driveway is a pretty good little slope. So if I've got a low sitting vehicle at the ass end of my driveway by the street and the road floods, there's a good chance that the car is going to get flooded too. But if I were to park my Suburban down that way, well, it sits a lot higher than, let's say, my, my Volvo. It can take a lot more water than what the car can. So think about that, you know. If you've got a, a driveway with a long slope, put the cars with least amount of clearance up at the top of the driveway and put the vehicles with the most clearance towards the, the street. Another thing that a lot of people tend to forget about is that if the power goes out for a long time credit cards aren't going to work so you're going to have to have cash on hand 
If there's a storm coming, I would say at least have a hundred bucks, if not two. Preferably in small bills. You know, don't don't go to a convenience store with a hundred dollar bill, trying to buy a case of water, loaf of bread, or whatever. You know, have have smaller bills on hand, provided they're even open. Now, another option is an escape plan. Uh, let's say, you know, you live in a low-lying area. And if a hurricane were to come, your area is going to get flooded. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? So you want, want to make sure you've got an escape plan. Know where you're going to go. Know what route you're going to take. And also know when you're going to leave. Because again, if you live in a hurricane-prone area and you wait till the day before a storm hits, you're going to get stuck in traffic. This is especially true in places like Florida. It's a long state that sticks out into the middle of the ocean. And um, there's pretty much only one or two main highways that go from the south end up to the north end. You don't want to be stuck in that traffic trying to get out of town. Either shelter in place or get out, you know, get out as early as you can. Well, that's pretty much it for hurricane preparedness. Um, by no means is this a uh, end-all list of all lists, you know, but it is something to give you something to think about. Prepare ahead of time. Make sure you've got a, at least a good 72-hour-plus amount of food. Make sure you've got cash on hand. Uh, make sure you've got plenty of fuel in your vehicles. If you've got a couple of extra gas cans that you can take with you, in the event that you have to get out of town, throw those in the car too, along with your food. And above all else, just be safe. So once again, thanks for listening to the Reclaimed American Podcast. If you found any of this information helpful, by all means, please share it with family, friends, loved ones. I know I'm on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, however you want to phrase it. But if I'm not on your podcast player of choice, you can always go to heroesmediagroup.com. Go to their show section and just scroll through the list. You'll find me and you can listen to me there. Pretty soon I'll have my website up and running and hopefully I'll have a uh, podcast player listed there. So you can listen to me that way as well. But for now, stay safe and I'll see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Reclaimed American Podcast. Don't forget to join us on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed American.